Well, we're still here, so let's talk about it. Last time, I gave you part two of Melissa, an interview with a friend, somebody I find so witty, so funny, so spiritually faithful, and just a great thinker. She shared with you her obituary, which I thought was pretty cool. Today I'm going to talk to you about an author, a physician, an end-of-life specialist, a member of the Conversation Project. His name is Ira Bayok. He wrote a book called The Four Things That Matter Most, and the subtitle is A Book About Living. And I really like that because the whole idea here that we're talking about week after week is to say those important things while we're still here to say them, while the ones we love are still here to hear them. It'd be nice if we could have all these conversations completed before we die or before those we love die. That isn't always possible, but there are ways that grief specialists can help people with that. I think I've mentioned that before too, about maybe writing a letter to that person, writing a poem about that person, placing an empty chair across from you and speaking to that person as though they were sitting in the chair. But Dr. Bayok, in his book, is talking about these four things that matter most. They're actually four phrases that matter most. And the way he describes it is anyone who has faced a terminal diagnosis begins to become inwardly thoughtful about the relationships that they've had over the years and in their life. So when somebody becomes thoughtful about the way they've lived their life, what's left ahead of them, and the life they have remaining, Dr. Bayok believes that even the most Suspicious people soften. People become more introspective and really consider their life and how they lived it, maybe regrets that they have, etc. He says people that are dying still have the capacity to change in ways that are important to them. Serious illness, he says, can allow people to experience the immediacy of life. Hard, angry, suspicious people can soften. Then he went on to talk about this idea that we walk around living our lives as though death is not going to touch us. They say about teenagers that they're invincible, that they do things as though they are never going to die. And for many of us, our mortality isn't the first thing on our mind. And we don't get out of bed every day wondering whether today's the day we're going to die. Maybe some people do. I don't. I'm sure many of us don't. Because if we did, we might be a little kinder to each other. We might work to heal estranged relationships. Anyway, let's get back to Dr. Bayak. He says, you know, we barely think about our end of life. We learn and share about this topic daily, those of us in the death and dying space. But do we really consider our own death every day? I've prepared mostly all the things I feel the need to do, and I've shared my heart with those I love, and I've sought forgiveness from those I've disappointed. 
but I don't do it every single day. And sometimes I hurt people every single day. So Dr. Biox says there are these four phrases. The phrases are, thank you, I forgive you. Do you forgive me? I love you. Now, when we are faced with someone who is in an estranged relationship, we may not imagine saying we forgive anything that they may have done to us, much less say, I love you to that person. But I got to say, there are some people I've lost who have hurt me deeply, and I did still love them. It just wasn't safe for me to be around them. So then it was up to me to forgive them. And there are people who I've hurt that I need to ask forgiveness from. And how about I thank you? What would I thank people for? Well, my dad raised me. My mom raised me. They made sure we had a roof over our heads. They made sure we had food to eat. They took us to sporting events, followed us around the soccer fields and softball fields. They hurt us a lot. But at the end... I still loved both of them. I did forgive both of them for the hurts that they put on me. I never did get to ask forgiveness, and I don't think I said thank you. I say it in my head now as I realize what they actually did for my siblings and I was we were growing up. It wasn't a perfect relationship. It wasn't always a happy upbringing or family life. But they deserve thanks for what they did do. And they deserve to hear me apologize for the lack of honor that I gave my mom, maybe, or the ways that I kept love from my dad for so many years. Those are things that I can't do now with him directly. But like I mentioned before, I can write him a letter. I can speak into the air as though I am talking to him. But I believe for myself that I have talked to my own heart and said the things that I would have said had I known better while my parents were alive. So here's something that Dr. Biox said. Every one of us, at every moment, a heartbeat away from death. Can you believe that? We are all a heartbeat away from death. And we never know when it's going to come. He says, uh, Dr. Biok, that is, that he has come to viscerally understand, like every fiber of his being, to understand that we live every moment on the brink of death. And yet we don't think about it. We barely talk about it, if at all. But it's right there. Dr. Biok believes that saying goodbye to those that we love can affirm a relationship to the dying and for our own connection to each other. Almost that peace that can come to us because we know we've attempted a connection or reconciliation. Dr. Biok also talked about the importance of forgiving yourself. Wow, I don't know that I did that for a long time with my parents. I have for other people, not all of them, and I have a long way to go. This idea of forgiving myself for things that are brought up over the years in my head. 
about things that I did or things that I said or the way I treated people. I wasn't always kind, but I need to forgive myself. And just like I have turned my life into a life of caring for the dying, because of the lack of honor I paid my mother, I feel like that's me almost forgiving myself and allowing me to do better. Dr. Byock's stories are real. His book is full of them. Past patients and and other family members of patients he worked with. He believes that those who have suffered alienation, harsh criticism, rejection, or frustration can envision a healing and a wholeness. He believes that people who've tried these four things have described an expansion of vision, imagination, into the realm of the possible, where maybe you thought, or I thought, no way could I ever talk to this person or even say, I love you, forget it. But this idea of the four things brings it into a possibility. He does admit that it takes courage to do this. He states that healing and wholeness are possible and often straightforward, even in the wake of personal troubles and tragedies, even in the face of death. Death planning is hard enough to talk about, he says, and we tend to walk around the elephant in the room of the dying person, avoiding discussion and acknowledgement of separation, departure, and this idea of illness and impending death. Have you ever been around someone with cancer? And they've said, I feel so tired. I think I'm ready to go. And immediately we respond, no, no, no. It's okay. You're on treatment. Certainly something's going to get better. Or we don't want to think about the end of that person's life. We want them to live forever. We start to grieve them long before they actually die. That's that separation piece. We don't acknowledge necessarily that we are going to be away from those people because that can be so painful. But maybe in this anticipation of that loved one's death, we can start to see little glimpses of what life just might be like without them. And it's so hard to bear those thoughts. So to acknowledge someone's death does not have anything to do with hastening death or being callous and saying, I'm fine if you die. I love you, but, you know, time is time. It's not like that. Dr. Bayak talks about these patients who had real trouble saying, thank you, or I love you, or I forgive you, or do you forgive me? But for those who did go through and say those things, They felt that connection back to a loving space, back to a joyful space. And then it seemed a little better knowing that they had finished that piece, that hanging over their head piece of those four things. I'm not going to give the whole book away, but I will say it's an important book. And one of the first ones I ever read as I was beginning to exist in this life or this space of death and dying. 
I've read so many. I've got quite a library. And actually, I kind of wonder if that's why I started this show. Because I wanted to just share all the nuggets out of all these books and materials that I've been collecting. I hope that you find Dr. Bayak as interesting as I do. I would recommend that you start off by looking at The Conversation Project. It's online, The Conversation Project. And you can see all that they have to offer anyone who visits the website on how to start a conversation. They even have corporate packets, if you will, to embrace a workplace. That's pretty cool. And it's just that important to Dr. Bayak that people come to a place where they can say these things as hard as they may be. The idea of our heart softening to facing the end of life, in my mind, makes it so much less painful or frightening. Peace really comes to mind when I think about that. And when we're not dancing around past hurts that we don't want to forgive or past offenses we don't want to ask forgiveness for, or the fear of saying I love you because you're not sure it's going to be returned. If we can affirm relationships, erase those elephants, and embrace these four things, we might just find a connection we never expected. Take a listen, or buy the book. It's on ebook, and it's on hard copy, and his website's online. There's lots of opportunities to learn about the four things that matter most. Thanks for being here today. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening today. You can go to my website for more articles, little news pieces, or a transcript of this podcast. The website is whilewe'restillhere.com. If you'd like to join the conversation, you can send me an email too. Thanks again. And until next time, take care.